This week on It Starts With Attraction. On today's episode of It Starts With Attraction, Kimberly interviews Dallas Jenkins on following your faith and beliefs, on staying true to your faith in trying times, and staying humble throughout the process. If you don't know who Dallas is, he is the son of acclaimed author and writer, Jerry Jenkins, who wrote the Left Behind series. Dallas himself is an acclaimed producer and the creator of the acclaimed show, The Chosen. In nearly 20 years, Dallas has been able to direct and produce over a dozen features and short films on platforms and for companies such as Universal, Lionsgate, Pure Flix, Hallmark Channel, and Amazon. Let's dive into their conversation. There's a process to falling in love, and it starts with attraction. Join Kimberly Beam Holmes and her special guests as they discuss how to become the most attractive you can be, physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually, or as we refer to it, working on your pies. We'll teach you how to have better relationships and become more attractive to others, and maybe more importantly, to yourself. It starts with attraction, and it starts now. I'm super excited to be joined today with Dallas Jenkins. Dallas, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, I appreciate you having me on. We have, I have several questions that I want to get through to you. So I'm just going to jump right in. The first question I've really been thinking about over the past couple of days has been because of the success of your dad, you know, writing the Left Behind series, you growing up in that kind of environment. Did you feel a weight or expectation to do successful things because of that? And if so, how has that affected you? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say, uh, honestly, not at all. And here's why. Uh, first of all, my dad never even approached the universe of putting any of that pressure on me whatsoever. Uh, I was, he never, I, I think sometimes pressure comes from uh, the, the the people before you. Some people feel like, uh, if they, when they've seen a parent or a mentor succeed, that the mentor or the parent is pushing them, you, mm-hmm. you can have this too. Here's how you do it. Here's all the tools. I saw pretty early on my dad exhibit the opposite of pride or a sense of accomplishment when left behind blew up, mm-hmm. left behind really blew up. My dad's response was, wow, this is so big and so significant that it's clear I'm not responsible for the significance of it. Uh, and I think that happens sometimes. Uh, I've seen people who get a lot of success and they get that sense of accomplishment and wow, okay, now I have to keep going to keep this up. I have to work even harder. I have to earn this even more. I have to prove myself even more. My dad was like, whoa, okay. I'm clearly not good enough to mm-hmm. accomplish this level of success. Clearly something bigger than me is happening. I need to stay humble. So Seeing that, I had a. I think I had a relatively healthy sense of um, that level of success isn't attainable by just hard work. Uh, hard work gives you the opportunity. Hard work puts you in a position to succeed. Um, all that, but and I did work hard, but I but it wasn't. I never had a sense of all right. If I work as hard as my dad works, then I can have the same level of success as my dad. Now. Mm-hmm. In the terms of the audience, it's just two different things. My dad was writing books. I was making movies. Um, I felt, I think, more of a sense of responsibility to him because he was, and, and a couple other people were investing financially and and opportunity-wise into my career. And I wanted to 
satisfy those expectations. But any expectations or desires I had for success were my own. I was, I struggled with narcissism. I struggled with need for affirmation, uh, what the Bible calls fear of man. I wanted to succeed because I wanted to give a speech at the Academy Awards. Um, I, you know, I used to practice them in front of my mirror. Um, I wanted to finish in the top five in the box office uh, because that that was the measure of success. So uh, that's a long way around your your question, but it's it's the, the, any pressure I felt was not because of my dad's success. It was because of my own narcissism, I think. Mm. What about now? I mean, The Chosen clearly is very successful. And I've heard you speak before about the the story of the failure of the movie before that was kind of the precipice into The Chosen, which maybe we'll get into in, in just a minute. But clearly, The Chosen is incredibly successful. How do you keep your humility and not get into that mindset of this is because of my doing and I need to keep doing. Yeah. I think uh, the answer is, is in the question in many ways. I, um, because it's so successful by any measure of, of, of how the world measures success, uh, it's, it's just so obviously not the result of my, Mm. um, my doing now, I, I I think there's this duality that actually has to take place. So I'm I happen to be wearing a hoodie today that says five and two on it. It's kind of the the one of the the hallmarks of our of our organization, which is it's 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 our job to provide those loaves and fish, the five loaves and the two fish. God does the multiplication or not. There is that responsibility to provide the five and two. Uh, Jesus could have done a miracle uh, feeding the five thousand without help. He could have done it without the, the loaves and fish that, that, that the boy provided, but he always, for whatever reason, chooses to include us. And we are responsible to do our part. The Israelites were responsible to get to the edge of the Red Sea where God told him to go. Moses had to strike the rock uh, before the, 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 the waters parted. Uh, the, the five loaves and two fish had to be provided. Uh, the, the, his followers had to roll away Lazarus's stone and then unwrap the garments. He he could have done all that himself. So I do, I am responsible for those loaves and fish, but the multiplication is as to, to be, to feel responsible for the multiplication and for the success of the chosen would be as silly as if that boy had gone home and said to his parents, mom and dad, I fed 5,000 people today. It's, it's, it's a, it's a ludicrous concept. So may God help me if I ever start to lose sight of that, because I think that the chosen came about because I had gotten to the place of surrender and of brokenness after the failure of my movie and a willingness genuinely to never make another movie again, if that's what God wanted, a willingness to, to, to say, okay, I don't care anymore about success. I don't care anymore about people pleasing. I genuinely don't. I just want to be where you want me to be. And I think that's when God said, all right, now you're ready for the chosen. So it's funny now that I'm, seeing my show in the top five at the box office and I'm giving award speeches and I genuinely don't care. <laughs> it's solely uh, just a measure of what God is doing. I thought that was interesting. I heard you say before that you didn't really know how popular or successful the chosen was. Maybe maybe it was until season two when you were talking about this, but maybe you were, you were thinking back to season one until you kind of got that call to go to the K-Love Awards and you were like, that, that was the first moment you'd kind of had your head down, just focusing, doing the work, doing the loaves and fish that you were, that you were called to do. And I thought that was a really interesting point that you weren't 
so obsessed with the metrics. You were just focused on the work at hand. Yeah. When I showed up and I, and I'm, and I'm running into like musicians who have had huge influence on me and who are big successes and, and, and people that I really admire and look up to, and they're coming to me and, and expressing their love of the chosen. And, 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 and uh, I remember thinking also when we went to the red carpet, I was like, this is gonna be so awkward because uh, Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus, he was with me and like, we're gonna go to the red carpet. And most of them aren't gonna even know who we are. Cause this is a, a, a music, uh, you know, Caleb uh, fan awards is primarily a music uh, award show. And the people there were calling out our names and wanting selfies. And it was all the things that, man, five years ago, I would have been like, gosh, I love that moment when I get to walk on a red carpet and people are cheering and I get to have my picture taken and people, the, the interviewers are, are, are wanting to, you know, talk to me. And uh, man, that when that happened, it was a, oh, wow, the chosen is actually really grown. That's funny. Oh, you know what else is funny? This doesn't really matter. My, I mean, it, it, I care about the fact that people are being impacted, but but the, 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 the what's coming from the success of it really is completely unimportant because I still have to do season three, and the blank page when I'm writing season three doesn't give a rip about <laughs> how season two did or how how excited uh, the fans at the Caleb Awards were. So it's it's this interesting uh, duality, and I just I, I do hope and I pray that I maintain that posture because uh, I think God will make me if I don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in that same vein. So thinking about the habits that you have on a day-to-day basis, whether it's during filming season, which I'm sure is extremely high pressure, high stress, or when you're off of filming season, what is, what are those routines, those habits that, that keep you grounded and keep you focused and keep you humble and connected to your family that have worked well for you? Well, my wife has gone through this with me um, my my wife and I have have gone through the pain and the surrender piece. My wife was with me on that day when the movie failed and and both of us who had been working through this dream for twenty years and it was all coming to an end and and wondering if we would ever do this again and wondering where my next job would be and wondering if I would if everything that we had been so passionate about wasn't going to come. And, uh, and we were there together when, when we were truly broken. And when I resigned from my, my job in 2017, that had really good benefits and our kids were, our kids, you know, private school was covered because of my job and, and, uh, and, and resigning going, all right, we're going to go all in on this Jesus show based on a short film on my friend's farm in Illinois, 20 minutes from my house that I did for my church. <laughs> and uh, we have no promise that it's going to work. And, and and we involved our kids in that too. We said, we're, 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 we're doing this because we believe God is calling us to it, not because we believe or know it's going to be successful. And so she, because she's been so much a part of that process, she keeps me grounded too. Um, she, she's very intuitive and, and, and very connected to the spirit, uh, probably even more than I am. And, uh, and so she's, she, we keep each other accountable. She keeps me accountable more than she doesn't need reminders as much as I do. So that's a huge one is my, just my wife, um, Amanda consistently reminding me, you know, Hey, look, this stuff doesn't matter. And this opportunity we are getting now because of this isn't why we did it. 
Um, obviously prayer is a b- big factor. Um, you know, right now we're, we're memorizing, um, as a family, Romans eight, and it's a lot about living in the flesh being death and living in the spirit being life and peace. And, uh, that's, you know, that, that kind of thing keeps us grounded, but also honestly, the job does. Um, like I said, when I, when I sit down at the computer and with my co-writers or, and we're working on the next season, or when I set foot on the set in the morning, it's the same. Now things are maybe a little bit bigger, but, but it's, it's the same job. I, we still have to not screw it up. And when I'm with the actors and when I'm with the crew, we have to nail our part. We have to capture accurately the truth and intentions and character of Jesus and the gospels. And it has to be a good show. It has to be a show people want to watch. That's really, really hard. So it requires the kind of focus and the kind of humility uh, that, that, that art demands. And so, you know, I'd love to over-spiritualize it, but I, but I think that there are times when it's not about showing up and, 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 and there are times when it's not about we're going to do devotionals and we're going to pray and, and, and we're just going to give this over to God. God's like, yeah, yeah, you still have to make five loaves and two fish. And the loaves have to be really good and healthy so that when I multiply them, people don't get sick. So uh, that that alone keeps you going is just the trains never stop running. And uh, and so you've, you've got to you, you still got to keep your head, uh, your, your nose to the plow and, and, and keep doing the work. For sure. For sure. One of the questions I wanted to ask you regarding the actual seasons of the chosen and and the filming. So one of the things I was surprised by when I watched it was when I, before watching any kind of, you know, biblical movie or, or series, which of course this is the best one I have seen when I would read my Bible and read the miracles, you know, you picture it, whatever way you picture it, but I, I a hundred percent believe them blind faith, call it what you will. I've, you know, I've grown up in a church family. My, my dad was a pastor and I've just always said, of course that happened. One of the things I wasn't expecting was as I was watching certain miracles in the chosen, like the five loaves and two fish and actually watching that happen. I, it just becomes crazy. Like you look, you watch it and it's like, how did Jesus do it? Right. How was or how has the depiction of the miracles impacted you or your faith in either way, either strengthening it or causing like, how did he actually do that? Like, how do I portray this in yeah. such a way? That's a really good question. Um, I would say uh, two things. One, um, the thing that's most impacted me in doing this show and researching and reading the Bible and and then portraying it and writing it as a from the perspective of a show, which just has a whole different requirements and set of guidelines than a, than just the gospels, which were miracle to miracle, verse to verse. They're just trying to show Jesus's greatest hits so that people would know that he was the Messiah. I'm trying to, the show is different. And uh, so one thing I've really, really learned is just how intimate Jesus was and how much his miracles were not just Jesus got up on a stage and did a magic trick and everyone was impressed and believed in him. They were personal the way he called the disciples to him was personal. It was related to their personality type, their psychological needs, their spiritual needs. Uh, It wasn't just one size fits all. His salvation fits all for those who believe. But the the, the thing that he uses to get you to, 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 to remove the scales from your eyes is unique to the person. And so that intimacy, I think, is something that's really grown my faith. 
and helped me realize that Jesus is is a God of 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 intimacy and personal and one on one. Uh, and so then in the act of portraying that, I think what you see often in every miracle that we do, even the big ones, we shrink it to the person that's being impacted and what is the stakes in their life? What are the stakes in their life that are being, that are relevant? It's not just Jesus multiplied a bunch of fish and loaves and look what happened, how cool it was. It's, it mattered. It mattered to the people who needed to be fed. Uh, the reason that they needed to be fed was, was relevant and, and, and Jesus was part of that. The stakes for the people involved, Andrew's anxiety, Simon's uh, anger and frustration, um, how, his wife's, all, all of that, sh- the, the Pharisees, the enemies, how, how it impacts them, it all matters. So that, that's been really key for me, and I think that's what's been a big key for people who watched it is, oh, this wasn't just something that happened and was cool. Uh, this actually mattered specifically and has relevance to me today, even though it's this specific thing isn't happening to me today. Uh, and then the other thing real quick is just the, um, when, when you talk about some of the miracles, the big supernatural ones, when you, when you, when you asked about, you know, how do you portray that? Some of those I go, I can't portray it. You know, mm-hmm. I just can't. I know the fans want to see the transfiguration. I'm not doing the transfiguration. I'm sorry. Uh, it's, Spoiler it's, alert, no transfiguration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, of course, I'd also said we weren't going to do the walking on water and we ended up doing it. Um, <laughs> but I can promise you <laughs> we're not doing the transfiguration. Um, because there's multiple reasons. One, it's it's again, I don't. It's not really rele- relevant to the story we're telling. Uh, it's it's uh, much more relevant to the gospels. But um, it's also not. I, I can't do it. Like I physically can't do it. Uh, it's so supernatural. It's so um, divine that to try to distill it into a, a scene and try to capture it on a camera and a microphone and 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 all that, uh, I think would would cheapen it. Um, and, 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 and I don't have, I don't have a a logical way to explain it or to get into it. And, and, and I think when, when it comes to the Bible and God's word and our our prayer life, we don't have to have logic all the time in a TV show you you do. And so, uh, some of the stuff I go, I I just, I'm not, I'm going to let, I'm going to let God and, and, and handle that. And, and, and our prayer life and his word. And when we get to heaven, we can get more explanation about that. Uh, but, yeah. but here on, on my little TV show, uh, I don't think I can, I can get there. Don't you kind of hope that when we get to heaven, that there's going to be just a library of all of m- movies, like videos of the actual moments of the parting of the Red Sea, the transfiguration, all these things that we could never comprehend. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Movie, I, movie I, movie. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do. There is this thing that I don't think about too often because when I do, it's intimidating. But I sometimes go, when I when I get a chance to meet Simon Peter, mm-hmm. when I get a chance to meet uh, Matthew, you know, and of course Jesus, uh, w- 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 what's the look on their face when they when they go, you know, uh, pretty good, pretty good, you, you know, or you know, wh- wh- you got this part right. I don't know what you were thinking when you did this. I don't know what that's <laughs> going to be like. But that whole idea of you want to hear well done, good and faithful servant uh, has taken on extra meaning for me, for sure. For sure. Well, Dallas, the last question I want to ask you, I I love how you talk about the loaves and fish and how that's what you're responsible for. God is responsible for the outcome. So there's two parts to this one. The first one is what are your loaves and fish? And then secondly, how would you help someone understand or discern what uh, the loaves and fish are in their own life that they should be focusing on? 
Yeah, you ask really good questions. Um, well, it, it, in this case, my loaves and fish in my career are, are obviously the, the show, um, you know, the delivery of of good art. Um, and uh, then as a as a boss, um, you know, it, it goes down to, uh, wis- you know, seeking wisdom, being kind, um, uh, being generous, you know, trying to enact the fruits of the spirit. Um, you know, if we don't do those things right, the, 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 our success or lack thereof really is not, um, relevant or what matters to God when we, when we face him. Um, so, uh, and then in my own, my own personal life, my being a husband and father, you know, loaves and fish can be as simple as, uh, each day, am I loving my wife as Christ loved the church? Am I loving my kids, uh, the way, you know, as a, as a father, as a father should, as God's word outlines, um, and I think for anyone who is listening, who hasn't seen multiplication of their loaves and fish, who is not successful by the world's measure, um, know that that's where Jesus was too. Uh, when Jesus is described in the Gospels, when he describes himself, actually, he never you never hear the word accomplished, successful, uh, significant. Um, at least by the world standards, Jesus actually said, I am lowly at heart, <laughs> which um, which in, has multiple translations. One of the translations uh, and, and interpretations of that can can mean uh, not far from the ground. And uh, that's 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 something that anyone can relate to or try or seek to understand, which is my loaves and fish, when I hand them to God, whatever they may be, they may be a career, they may be my my daily choices. Uh, when I hand them to God and he deems them worthy of acceptance, and that's measured by his word, uh, the transaction's over. When you can get on that plan where you're genuinely okay with making sure that your loaves and fish each day somewhere can be found in the fruits of the spirit, somewhere can be found in the armor of God, you know, the, the uh, you know, the belt, I, I don't even know how, how I don't even know, remember all of them, but like the belt of righteousness or whatever the, I, mean, I don't remember what they are, the helmet maybe. Uh, if you're putting on the armor of God, if you're acting out First Corinthians 3, or second, I don't I'm blanking on my scripture references, but the, you know, what love looks like. Well, love is patient, love is kind, all of those things. If you are really seeking those things, those can be your loaves of, and fish. And uh, and that's what God is pleased with. And, and that's where the transaction ends. When you can get on that plan, it becomes a superpower. I love it. Thank you so much, Dallas. It's been great talking to you. Thank you for the work that that you've been doing. I know you hear this all the time, but my kids who are eight and six, one of my favorite things has been us watching The Chosen with them. And now at night, they'll say, I want to watch The Jesus Show. And my son, who's six, he his favorite is Jesus walking on water. And we have been on vacation and we were at a wave pool the other day. And he's like, look, mommy, I'm walking on water like Jesus. I'm like, not quite, but I love that you love that Jesus walked on water and you want to know more about Jesus. So that is, that is honestly the greatest thing that I ever hear. Um, yeah. Hearing that from you is awesome. When kids that young, I never expected that. I don't understand it. I don't know why they would like a show that's oh. more adult in nature and the complicated yeah. plot lines. But in many ways, I think it, I think it's two things that can happen. One, parents have a chance to explain it and talk about it. But two, I think God's just doing something transcendent and it's fun to watch. Absolutely. It absolutely is. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Dallas Jenkins. The season three of The Chosen is available right now and has continued an unprecedented success as the largest supported fan project of its type. 
it has been translated in over 62 different languages and counting. With no fees or subscriptions required, it can be watched completely free on its own standalone mobile app or TV app. It's also available on multiple different streaming platforms. You can watch season three right now by going to watch.thechosen.tv or you can download The Chosen app, which is available on the Apple App Store, the Apple TV Store, the Google Play Store, Roku, and Fire TV. Until next week, stay strong.